Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. Braden Hafner and Matt Klein across from me. Thanks for being here, checking in again with us. Today, we're going to talk about triggers. Triggers, and that's a word that for some of us, we don't know what that means. We have no context to that. And that's why we're going to talk about it today because it is something we should know about. It's something that we should talk about. And it is something that we need to build awareness and understanding around what it is, what does it mean for us in our lives, and how we can use our understanding of triggers in our own lives to move away from an addiction to things like pornography. And then just have overall better wellness in our lives, health in our lives, and relational wellness as well. So let's break this down now. What are triggers? Triggers are everywhere right now. Hey, people are like, hashtag triggered. I'm triggered. <laughs> I got triggered the other day on the news. <laughs> people are, are triggered everywhere these days. And some people don't even know what, what it is, but they're triggered. It's a news piece and all of a sudden you're mad and, and right. you don't really think about the depth or is it true or where did it come from? You don't think about that stuff, but you just react and, and you don't know really the depth of what you're doing and all the context and all that stuff. And and, uh, and so, yeah, people are triggered everywhere. But that's a huge thing to understand with addictions to pornography, sexual immorality, masturbation, because there's a, a, an addiction cycle that we'll do a little bit of teaching on later on. But the first step in the addiction cycle is triggers. And so the first step in, in, in an addiction cycle or an acting out is not the acting out. That's mm-hmm. down the road. And so yeah. if you can cut the process before the trigger comes, then you're not going to get to the point where you're acting out. And so understanding triggers and what leads to acting out, what leads to sin in our lives is so important. 
with pornography, there's there's really there's two sections of triggers. There's two types of triggers. There's visual triggers and there's non-visual triggers. And visual triggers are pretty obvious. I mean, they're pictures or in movies, things that you see, maybe people on the street that you're attracted to. And then non-visual triggers are, are typically more emotional. So they're emotional triggers. Maybe you're feeling too high but you, and invincible, but usually you're feeling down. You're feeling bored. You're feeling rejected. You're feeling disappointed on life. And you're just in an emotional state and things aren't going well and you don't know how to handle it. Some people say you don't know how to relate to life. And so when you feel emotional, then you act out in a way that's harmful for you. Mm-hmm. There's a great visual that actually Matt and I were talking about when we were discussing this podcast. And my dog, Milo, he just really epitomizes what this means for us when we are triggered. So I'll give you an example. My dog can be at the front of my house upstairs. I'll be downstairs. I'll go into my fridge and my dog loves carrots. Just to give you context, I open up the carrot container Whatever Milo's doing, doesn't matter what it is. He will come barreling down the stairs, be at my feet in a matter of seconds because he loves carrots. And I don't think he has much thought during that process from point A to B. He just knows he wants carrots. And that sound of me opening up the container is a trigger for him. And that incites a response in him. And it puts him on a path that he can't come back from. Like once he hears that, he's by my feet. Yeah. And so nothing can get him out of that. He's just so zeroed in on getting a carrot. And I know that's kind of a, I mean, every metaphor breaks down at some point, right? But (laughs) I think that's a great understanding for us of what a trigger will do in our lives. It happens to us, whether it's an emotional component for us or a visual, and it incites a pattern of behavior in us that sometimes we're not aware of. It just happens. And much like my dog, We come barreling down the stairs without any thought in that little process of what's happening for us. We just do it, right? It's like we've checked our brains out at the door and we respond in instinct. We're not even aware of our surroundings. We see red and we go to that thing that we think that we need. Everything else just becomes background noise. So we build this bad pattern of behavior that usually gets started in us well beyond, say, looking at porn. There's a process, a trigger that occurs that leads us to that point. Often we don't give any thought to why we went from point A to point B. We just focus on the point B. And that's usually where we try to battle an addiction and it just doesn't work. We have to be aware of point A. What what brought us to this point? And if we aren't, then we're trying to respond in a time and in a space of mind for us where we're not really receptive. We're not able to understand what's happening for us because we're completely flipped our lid and our brains where we're, we're just instinct. We're all instinct at that point and there's nothing else that can really get us aware of maybe the emotions that's going on, what we're feeling, maybe what happened in our day, what happened hours before or a day before. We're not aware of that. We're just completely, you know, brain dead in a certain way to instinct where we're just focused on this one thing. So why this is important to know our triggers is because if we understand them, we can start to build awareness in our life, which is really key in healing. It's really key to understanding why we have this pattern and what the pattern is. And it helps us to become proactive instead of reactive, right? Like yeah. when we're reactive, we're not going to be able to, to really do anything in that. Reactive is usually based in irrationality. There's no nothing rational about it. Whereas if we can be proactive, we're aware. We can build awareness in our life to like, oh, hey, this is a trigger. And have a discussion internally and even with our accountability partner, whoever, 
about these things that are causing us to get onto this pathway, like a train track of a steam engine moving full force ahead and we can't stop it. But let's, let's start before the train takes off at the station, right? Yeah, that's a really good summary of what <laughs> triggers are and, and how we get zeroed in on something, how our brain shuts off and also why it's so, so important to deal with this stuff and, and be aware because it really does lead to healing. And it was really interesting when I felt like actually God was ex- instructing me into this different process of coaching when I work one on one with people. And we want to get down to the heart level of why things are happening. And we want to get past the mind and just trying to fix things in our mind and really get to the heart and like changing our desires and changing our the way that we re- respond emotionally to things. And so often when we've got hard things and trauma and stuff like that in our life, it's on a heart level and we, we're like, we're not as healthy as what we could be. And so I felt like the Lord saying like, dig into the triggers. The triggers you can kind of think is like more of a mind thing, like, oh, where's my mind? Where's my focus? But when I started asking people in a coaching setting, like, okay, what's what are the triggers in your life that lead you to pornography? And probably 70, 80% of the time it's emotional, it's non-visual, probably 20, 30% of the time it's visual. But when it's non-visual, it's, it's emotional. And so then it's a case where they're feeling down or they're feeling rejected. And so then that leads to seeking comfort in pornography. But then you ask the question, you go, okay, where did you first feel rejected? When did you develop that pattern in your life? of how you deal with rejection in this unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. What consequences has that led to your life? And so you can look into these triggers and what what the triggers are in your life and really dive deep into them. And it leads to this process of becoming healthy at the same time of watching the sin kind of fall away in your life because the enemy has two open doors. He's got the visual, he's got the non-visual. And so if we can close the door that he attacks us and tempts us with, that's the emotional door. Now, when hard times come or hard people say things to us, we don't get offended. We don't feel down. We don't feel so overwhelmed with disappointment. We're just content. We're good. We're emotionally healthy. Now the enemy doesn't have that open door to attack us and to tempt us. Mm-hmm. And so now all he has is just the visual. So now he's, he goes like, hey, you're horny. You got a sex drive. Look at that person you're attracted to. And so then if you can renew your mind with that stuff, well, then you're free. And you're not just sober, now you're healthy. Yeah. And you don't need to live the rest of your life in fear of falling back. And so this stuff is really powerful. It's really deep to dive into. And it's super, super important. And it's been interesting, actually, lately. There's been so many people who have said to me, you know, I've just been a doer. I haven't been a thinker in my mm. life. And wow. I've been hooked for 40, 50 years. Like multiple people lately have said this to me. 40, 50 years I've been doing this. And I've never stopped to think about why. Yeah. And I just think if you can stop to think about why... It can be a very quick process of getting healthy relative to your 40-year addiction. And it's just really changing your approach. So this stuff is really, really, really important. Yeah, it is really important. And I love what you talked about that, you know, kind of that self-awareness piece too. Usually what's occurring too is like we're making these little decisions that often are, are playing in the background, right? Like we don't understand that they're happening, but we've made these little decisions. And it'll eventually lead us to that one point where where it's two in the morning and we're in front of our laptop and we're we're going to look at porn. Yeah. Like there's no way coming back from it. And usually the way that we enter into trying to figure stuff out is at that 2 a.m. point of, well, I'm feeling so tempted right now. This is happening. I might as well do it. And that's usually where we enter into the battle. But you've already lost. Yeah. <laughs> You've entered in the battle, defeated already. So how can you fight? You can't. So you have to go back to these little choices and go to the, the point where you're like, I started to get onto this pathway. And if I'm aware of the pathway, I can make decisions to move away from that path. 
And normally we don't think that way though, because the problem with an addiction is there's no self-awareness. We have no awareness about the choices we're making, the emotions we're feeling, and then the trauma and the pain that usually our, our patterns are tied to. We have no awareness and we live in that. That's our world. We are reactive completely. We're completely a slave to this pattern that we don't even know is running in the background for us. So I've heard of guys, like I know this one guy years ago, he put it this way. He had this certain street that he drove home from. And this is a guy that, I mean, his struggle wasn't online. It was actually in a, an adult bookstore. I mean, nowadays for us, that's just like, why would you do that? Just yeah, go, what is that? I've never <laughs> yeah, heard of that. <laughs> that's right. But this is where he was struggling. But he had to drive by this adult bookstore every day on the way home from work or wherever. And he would notice that there was like four lanes on this road. He would start on the far left lane. This adult bookstore down the road is on the right-hand side. He would notice that he would turn into one lane closer, another lane closer, and another lane closer. He just slowly moved his way over to the point where when he came to that bookstore, he was on the right-hand side. And at that point, your choice is pretty clear. You've already made the choice on the left-hand lane when you're slowly moving over to get to that bookstore. And I thought, man, that is such a great visual of understanding of what we do. Yeah. You know, like we don't start at the right-hand corner where that, that bookstore is. We start in the left-hand lane and we slowly make our way over. It's kind of a process that we enter into and it would be so much better, wouldn't it? Like if we were in the left-hand lane aware that what, what we're feeling so we don't turn into the next lane. Yeah. We can actually stay the course instead of turning over into that next lane. Because when we get to the far side... Well, we've already ramped ourselves up to the point where we're not going to come back from that. Yeah, your we've brain is shut choice. down. Your brain's yeah. totally shut down. It's one of those things where you don't even remember. Like, I don't remember putting my blinker on and changing lanes yeah. three times, let alone like once or twice. Like, I don't remember any of these times. That's How did right. I get to this lane, right? That's right. We talked about neural pathways a little bit, and I think on some of the podcasts before, but a neural pathway is this highway of behavior that we build into our mind. And usually it's so instinctive in us that we don't even think about it. We just go to it. And there's times where I don't know if you've ever done this, but you do a regular behavior that you do a hundred times over and over and over again. Eventually you don't think about it anymore. Yeah. You don't think about what your body's doing. You don't think about even what emotionally what's going on. We go into default mode when we're dealing with an addiction like pornography. We don't even realize what's going on. And it's it's really hard to break out of that when you're in that pattern. So that's why triggers. Let's let's get back further. Let's go back steps so that we're aware of what puts us onto that pattern so we can rechange the different pathways that we have going on for us in our lives. Let's get on a healthy pathway. Absolutely. And I remember when I was watching pornography, there'd be times where I would watch pornography. I'd feel, you know, shame and guilt. I'd say, Lord, I'm never going to do this again. And that night, I finished watching pornography after an hour or whatever it is. And I look at my phone and I'm like, how did this even get in my hand? <laughs> right. Like, I don't even remember this, yeah. right? Yeah. And I said I wouldn't do this again. And then I didn't even remember that thought when yeah. I was leading up to this. And so I would just beat myself up and like, I can never commit to anything. And I felt like, what is my word good for? I don't trust myself. It led to all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. And these emotional things, like I can't follow through. I can make promises. I don't think that I'm a man of my word. I mean, it can lead all this stuff. But really, it just led to me beating myself up. But the thing that I want to encourage you guys with is if you can relate to that, this is just how our brains are made. This is how God designed us. He designed us to have habitual behavior in our life where we don't have to consciously think of something mm -hmm. every time over and over again. And so we can have that be for the good or for the bad. When it is for the bad, it's destructive and we have to, we have to steward that. You could say we have to, we have to take care of that. We have to be aware of that. And so we want to encourage you, like, take steps back, look beforehand, like Brad was talking about, 
But at the same time, don't beat yourself up and be like, why am I like this? You're like that because that's how we're made. Mm-hmm. We're like that because yeah. that's how God made you. And so don't beat yourself up. Just be more aware here of the process. And so we'll get into that about what to do in the process and what to do when you recognize what visual triggers that you have. So mm-hmm. why don't you start by talking about visual triggers? How can you get those out of your life? Something visual is powerful, especially when it gets tied to an, a stimulus. So we have to become aware of kind of what are the, our visual triggers? What are the things that cause us to want more, desire more? And there can be a lot of things. Sometimes it's not even sexual, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, you know, something that's tied to a past experience maybe we encountered or, but a lot of the times it's that little enticing thing. There's something called an arousal template. And this is, this has been talked about in other different things that we've heard of. And we have certain things that arouse us and usually visually. Now, men and women are, are, you know, men are more visually wired and and women are more emotionally wired. So that that isn't to say that women don't have visual stimulus and triggers. They do. But usually this tends to affect us as guys a little bit more. And we have these, these templates of arousal where there's a certain woman that maybe arouses that or a certain body part or, Go down the list, right? And if we're aware of what that those things are, we can be proactive. And there's even triggers for us. Like I think you were talking about that one guy with that sign, right? I don't know if you want to break that story down, but there was a certain sign that for brothel or something. And he saw that sign and that put him on a pathway, right? Right. And he knew yes. that he was going to see that, right? Yeah, he had been free for 10 years from acting out with prostitutes and going to brothels. Mm-hmm. And he was down in this different city. And on the way to the hotel from the airport, he had seen this sign for a brothel. And so he was at his hotel the next day. And it was in the morning. It was before meetings. And so he was going to go out to get Starbucks. But he knew in his head that he was going to pass that sign to go to a brothel. And so as he was walking out of the hotel, his accountability partner called him. He said, what are you doing? He said, this is what I'm doing. And then he he said, though, he's like, oh, just so you know, there's a sign to a brothel that I'm going to pass when I go to Starbucks. His accountability guy said, Kate, both of us know that's not good for you. Why don't you just get a coffee from your hotel? You know, you don't have to tempt yourself. And so when you have visual triggers, you can get them out of your life. I mean, not always. I mean, there's going to be ads on TV. There's going to be Mm -hmm. pictures in the mall. But you can get a lot out of your life. And even scripture says, or Jesus says, when your right hand is causing you to sin, cut it off. Like it's better that you not have those Mm -hmm. things in your life. Get flip phone if you have a smartphone and you just can't stop yourself from looking at pictures. Get the smartphone out of your life. I was talking to a guy last week who just sold his TV. He just got rid of TV because that yeah. was where he kept going back to. That's right. Get the visual triggers out of your life. If you got magazines, if you subscribe to something like GQ, Cosmopolitan, something that's, oh, it's not pornography. Even Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated. Right? Yeah. Sunshine, Sunshine Girl in the newspaper. Yeah, the, the sun right here in Edmonton. Yeah. yeah and sure. you go, oh, it's not pornography. So it's yeah. okay. And you justify in your mind. I know some of you listening, you're like, oh, that's me. You busted me. Because yeah. that's, <laughs> I did the same thing thing it's so easy to justify well it's not porn but that's the thing that triggers you to then leading Mm. to porn but it might not even lead to porn it might just lead to fantasizing in your head wow it might lead to masturbation and the thing that jesus said is he never said don't look at just pornography he said don't lust and so whatever the trigger is that leads you to lust in your mind that's the thing that you just got to get out of your Mm. life that's such a good point in my journey i mean 
way back in the day when dinosaurs ruled the earth, we had newspapers too. And I remember, <laughs> I mean, we still do, but not a lot of people read a physical newspaper. Yeah. But back in the day when I was younger and I was battling an addiction to porn, we have two major newspapers here in Edmonton. I love sports. Me and Matt, we love sports. We love reading the content and reading about sports. And there's two newspapers in town and there's the journal and the sun. The journal, well, as far as sports goes, it's clean. Like it's just yeah. sports. The sun... At the back end of that, there's a, there's the the sunshine girl, yeah. right? And I would usually have a decision between the journal and the sun. Usually, yeah. they're very similar content. I can learn what I need to learn in the journal. But why would I go to the sun? Well, because I have the opportunity, maybe, to see the sunshine girl. So, I open that newspaper up and I'm reading. And I'm like, but I won't go there. I promise myself I won't go there. Then I'm two pages away because I know where it is. Yeah. And then I'm like, one page. I'm like, oh, you know what? There might be something on the back page about something. So, I'll flip over there. Sure enough... I'm there looking at the sunshine girl and then all of a sudden I'm on this pattern pathway that I made these little agreements with myself along the way to get there. And so for some of us, that's a prime example of a visual stimulus. Like even for talking like a sports website, there's certain sports websites that have advertisements and other things that we know are going to trigger us, but we still decide to go there. And it's because we've already entered into this pattern. And it, it starts before there, but we made these agreements with ourselves. Okay, I'm going to go there. And when I can go to a different site that doesn't have anything, but that doesn't entice me. Yeah. This entices me. So I'm going to go there. And there's a great verse actually in James in the Bible talking about that, how we're enticed. And eventually when we allow that temptation enticement to take kind of birth in us, that leads to sin, which is that pattern, and eventually gives birth to death. Now, that's pretty extreme, but I'm glad that that verse is extreme because it shows us the process that we get led on. So let's come back away from the death component and let's get back to the enticement. Let's figure out why we were enticed. Let's move away from the decisions to get enticed. Often we make these choices to put ourselves in harm's way. We want to see this, this stimulus. We want it. And even though we have like, I'm not, I have no intention of looking at porn, I'm just going to see this little appetizer of porn and... Maybe that'll be fine. I'll be okay with that. And so we make these little choices along the process of, of getting to the, that point where we look at porn. And often it's in those choices that we, we start to learn some stuff about ourselves. So that's where the self-awareness comes about. It's like, okay, I'm feeling enticed right now. So instead of going from gear one, two, three, four, and five, and when you get to gear five in a car, for us that with this drive of, of this pattern that we're on, it's really hard to come back down to one. Yeah. So let's just stay in first gear and figure out how we don't go up to second gear, yeah. revving so, up this temptation. So you're reading the Edmonton Sun and you're going, okay, why am I doing this right now? Yeah. What did I do to lead the, lead me to this? And I think that's so funny. We've never talked about this before with the Journal of the Sun. Yeah. It's the exact same story, man. Yeah. I actually prefer the journal. Yeah. I prefer the Edmonton Journal. How many times did you look at the Edmonton Sun and not think about the Sunshine Girl? Right. Like I would hear about the Edmonton Sun. I would hear about someone who worked for the Sun and I'd be like, Sunshine Girl. Like <laughs> you just attach it, right? And yeah. so I actually preferred the journal. The yeah. only reason I looked at the Sun was to just gradually flip through the sports yes. section. The last page of the sports section you flip it over sunshine girls there like you said there's yeah. something else there's always content on there that's about sports on that last page beside yeah. or above the the, yeah. the sunshine girl 
And so I'd be like, oh, I'm just reading that. Like, I'm just reading the sidebar. Yeah. Meanwhile, like 75% of the page is this girl in a bikini or whatever, oh, right? And so you always justify, but that's such a good lesson that you brought up. It's like, what are you using to justify? Are you working and you got YouTube up and you're watching a work video knowing mm-hmm. that there's thumbnails on the side and you're mm-hmm. just kind of peeking with this, with, you know, in your peripheral? Yeah. Oh, there's a girl in there in that thumbnail on a picture for the video, the, for the suggested video. Are you, you know, what is it in your life that you're justifying with and being like, well, I have to go to this, you know, this sporting event or I have to go to this place for work, honey. And you know that right beside it is a a strip club. You know that right beside it is somewhere that you hooked up with a girl in your past and that's going to trigger your mind. Mm -hmm. Like stay away from those things that aren't even sexual but might trigger you to go down the road. And this is the cool thing is we're not saying stay away forever. There's a concept that I talk about, like isolate and insulate. At first, when you're in the thick of it, you want to isolate yourself from all this stuff. Like Jesus talked about, cut your hand off. Like if that's the thing causing you sin, like get it out of your life. But in time, you insulate yourself and you grow with maturity and you grow emotionally, you grow spiritually to the point where the Edmonton sun, I think, is still around. I don't know for sure. It's like you say. Probably, yeah. (laughs) yeah. I think it's it's uh, not as prevalent as it was before. But when I see sunshine girls or when I see girls in bikinis or whatever, it really doesn't do the same thing for me as it used to because now I've insulated myself. So I don't need to isolate myself and just like take everything out of my life. Now I can have a phone on on me and I can have a computer and a a TV and I can work all day at a computer and I could work all month at a computer and literally never even think one time about yeah. going to a porn site. That's right. Whereas before that was impossible. And so you isolate yourself and then in the process, you grow yourself in maturity and emotionally and spiritually and you do the things that you got to do. You get to a point where you're healthy. All that stuff you can welcome back into your life, not all of it, but some of it that you need and, and you don't have to be as strict with this stuff, right? So That's we're right. not saying forever. We're saying in the process of getting healthy, this is so important to do. So That's right. And the other aspect of too, we talk about visual, then there's a non-visual component. We did give you a little bit here with this, but for the non-visual stuff, that's usually an emotional response or something emotional that we're feeling that gets tied to a pattern. So this happens a lot with, you know, if you're feeling bad about yourself, usually that's typically what occurs here. So say you you get rejected by somebody during your day, maybe your boss said a harsh word to you, maybe things aren't going your way, you got cut off in traffic, I don't know, whatever it is. And in that emotional feeling that you get, then you make a choice out of it. And usually you can be healthy or not healthy. And the not healthy, well, usually same with the visual. They're very similar this way is it puts us on a pathway. And usually though with the non-visual, if it's emotional, we're trying to escape from the emotion that we're feeling. We want to get it out of our lives or try to redirect it and usually in unhealthy ways. And we feel like we need a release. We need to get some sort of stimulus to be a response to the emotion that we're feeling. So that puts us on a pathway too. So self-awareness about that trigger in, in the future, say your boss says the same kind of thing to you that maybe it doesn't make you feel so good. You recognize it for what it is. Yeah, I feel rejection. You know, Jesus, where are you in this? What are you speaking to me in this moment? You know, where were you in this moment? And you start to ask God these questions and allow him to come into that moment with you. You invite him into that moment instead of being reactive. Proactive aspect is recognizing the emotion that you're feeling, the non-visual thing. Maybe it's not necessarily emotional, maybe it's something else, but you recognize it and you recognize it for what it is. Instead of just reacting to it, you be proactive and being aware too of some of these emotional triggers. For some of us, it's stress, right? 
Some of us, when we're feeling stressed, we don't want to feel stressed anymore. So we're going to go to porn. We're going to go to that because we feel better then, or so we think. Another one sometimes is boredom. Boredom is a big one. When we're feeling bored, that can be a trigger for us. Oh, yeah. I've heard of guys, excitement, you know, even elation because it, it, it triggers that pleasure center in our brain and what we've connected pleasure with porn. And when we connect pleasure with porn, when we're feeling good, we got to go to porn, right? So if you're recognizing some of these emotions before, hey, stress is a trigger for me. When I'm feeling stressed, what am I going to do about that? What are some areas that I can be healthy and proactive in? So I'm not reacting to stress, but I mean proactive before I feel stress. Start thinking that way. And that's where the self-awareness of triggers come in. So that's the non-visual aspect as well. And this stuff, you guys, is so important to talk to other people about. And so if you have people in your life that you can go to and say like, okay, I've realized after years of not thinking about it, that I don't understand how to deal in a healthy way with rejection. I feel disappointed that my dreams in life haven't come true. And every time that gets confirmed and I see somebody else living the kind of life that I've dreamt of, that I'm not there yet, I feel down and I go to pornography or I go to an app to find somebody to hook up with. Then now when you figure that out and you go, oh, this is the disappointment in life that I just don't know how to really think about it in a healthy way. If you can talk about that to somebody, you can get perspective and you can get other people's encouragement. And that's why God made us for community. And so when you have these emotional things in your life, it's so important, you guys, to go and talk to people. And I don't need to try to push you into this, but that's what our coaching program with Restored Ministries is all about, is just getting people healthy. And it's not about just getting free from porn. It's about we always talk about having the attitude of Christ, like it says in First Peter 4, so that you can just watch the sin fall away. And so when you suffer, if you want to read that verse, you go read it in First Peter 4. When your body is suffering, when it's feeling tight, when it's feeling tense, when it's feeling tempted, all those T words, <laughs> mm. if you put on the attitude of Christ, sin will fall away. And so what we work with with people is developing that attitude of Christ, no matter the emotional state that they're in, and learning how to flip the script, kind of. Mm. And I, I like in Isaiah too, it talks about that he's given us beauty for ashes. He's given us joy for mourning. He's given us praise for a spirit of heaviness. And so every time that we have this emotional feeling of I'm just feeling down or I'm not doing too well. God has an answer. So how can we get that established not only in our head, but in our heart so we can start living with the attitude of Christ and just watching sin fall out of our life. So it's super important to talk about it. You guys get coaching, Mm -hmm. go to counseling, talk to pastor. I just think the people that have come in our program, sorry to give a plug. I'm not really that sorry though, because it's powerful (laughs) stuff. It is. And people literally like one guy was like, man, I've been to help programs for 25 years. I've never seen anything like this Mm -hmm. because of how powerful this stuff is. And it's all just Jesus. And it's uh, understanding that he's got a different way of approaching things than than what we think is logical. And we beat ourselves up with this stuff like, oh, you know, I'm disappointed. I've never been good enough. I haven't put the work in. I haven't earned it. If you can have Christ's way of thinking in that, man, it's so much more freeing and mm-hmm. and it's incredible. So that closes the door then to these emotional triggers and to the foothold or the stronghold that we've given the enemy where we're kind of up and down or we're not on solid ground. We're shaky when life happens and that leads to acting out. When we can get solid and get founded on who we are in Christ, that's so, so powerful. 
and we close the door to the enemy. And at that point, we just need to really deal with our sex drive because then he's like, oh, I don't have emotional footholds or strongholds to attack these people anymore. Mm-hmm. Now I just have that they're horny and that they're people and they have a sex drive. <laughs> right. Right. And so then when you can renew your mind over the visual triggers, I mean, then you're good. Then you're golden. Yeah. And I just want to encourage people when it says in First Thessalonians 5 to pray continually, rejoice always, give thanks in all circumstances. Those are three keys that are so powerful in dealing with visual, with with non-visual, with emotional but triggers, but also with visual triggers. Because when you're praying continually and you see somebody on a billboard who is bikini clad, you're praying for them. If mm-hmm. you're praying continually, you're praying for them. Yeah. If you're seeing something on a movie that would trigger you and you're always giving thanks, you're so thankful for the, for what the Lord has given you in your life that you don't need to go and you know, strip on camera like those people on screen and you have a heart of compassion for them and you're rejoicing for all the goodness that the Lord has brought into your life. And so those three keys it talks about in First Thessalonians 5 are so huge to establish in your life. And I think that the Lord just wants those things to be established in us to be our default. So we don't have to try to stir it up and be like, oh, what does it say again? Like, how do I do this? And we're not there initially, but you can work on it and you can just repeatedly every day be like, this is the answer to every trigger that's going to come in my life. Mm. I'm going to establish that in the morning that, that this is going to be how I respond to the trigger. And so then at that point, like Braden's talking about at 2 a.m., you don't get there and you're like, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing here and how yeah. I got here. And it's yeah. like a 0% success rate mm-hmm. <laughs> of getting out of that's temptation sure. at 2 a.m. Yeah. But when you can establish in the morning these responses that you're going to have to the triggers, then you set yourself up to be spirit led in those moments to even just mentally activate the frontal lobe in your brain Mm -hmm. and get the neural pathways more in a healthy way. And so it just leads to a life of freedom, you guys, and a life Mm -hmm. of health. And we want you to conquer these triggers Mm -hmm. and it's possible and everyone can do it. And it starts with just being aware, activating the mind, activating the spirit, asking God to help reveal these things and really just having a heart of desire to get this out of your life. If your heart is not there, that you're like, oh, I know that this is wrong, but I don't know if I really want it out of your life. I just don't think that you're going to take action on this. But I really hope that you do. And I really hope because the life of freedom that is available for you is so amazing. Mm. Well said. The life of freedom is so amazing. And that's what we want to leave you with today. So please plug into what Matt talked about. Build that community in your life. Get some help on these areas and start to build some self-awareness about these triggers. And use that in your accountability process and and what that looks like for yourself. But please do that. Respond to this in those ways. And we just leave that with you. And we thank you again for listening. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.